Welcome to The Luxentis Show, where I share tips on how to create and lead successful people-centric organizations. Hi, I'm Jocelyn Moriners, CEO of Luxentis, a leadership and team training company offering at-your-pace online courses and implementation-style workshops. Make sure to check out our website for available courses and download the top five reasons businesses struggle to attract and retain top talent and what to do about it. Let's face it. Being a new leader can be scary. Even though people don't talk about it a lot, it is natural to feel overwhelmed and anxious about how to handle situations and their outcome. The thing is, though, worrying can be destructive when left uncontrolled. And as entrepreneurs and leaders, I can guarantee you, you will be placed in high stress, high impact situations, and even have to make decisions caught between the proverbial rock and a hard place. So what can new leaders do to help manage harmful worrying? The first thing (laughs) is to know that it is harmful. Yes, I know you're probably like, I know that worrying is harmful. Yeah, okay. And are you fully acknowledging it? Are you fully acknowledging just how harmful it is? Consider it. Truly consider how it is harming you as a person. It can take a toll on your mental and physical health. You will start feeling physical side effects, symptoms of that constant worry. Your your mental will be completely exhausted. That constant worry can trigger stress, anxiety, and potentially longer term, it may even lead to depression. And it, it could start even as burnout that eventually becomes that. You may start noticing that you're losing sleep. (laughs) And I'm laughing because my favorite time for worrying is about 3 a.m. When I start all of a sudden, boop, wake up. Hey, I bet you it's 3 a.m. Sure enough. And then my mind is already starting to think about, ooh, I need to do this and that. And how am I going to solve this? And what am I going to do about that? And all the things. Oh, how am I going to, uh, I don't know, make payroll. So all those things that pop up, uh, usually around 3 a.m. personally. Uh, So when you start losing sleep because of that worry. And worry can also end up in your dreams. You know, when you're truly caught between a rock and a hard place, you may start dreaming about impossible business problems to solve. That That's actually me. Me again, me again. That's what I do. Uh, usually when I start worrying too much, when I end up in that cycle of worry, I actually dream of impo- absolutely impossible things to solve, in business problems. And then I, I have to figure them out. I have to figure them out, but they're impossible. <laughs> and waking up 
you actually feel the anxiety of it as though, yeah, you really were supposed to solve those things. And, and so your body, I, I believe, really feels the anxiety, even though it's not, it's not real. Uh, worry can also create headaches, fatigue, the aforementioned insomnia. And over time, chronic worrying can weaken your immune system. And it can make you more susceptible to illness. And let's face it, if you're that tired and your brain is that mush, how effective a leader do you think you will be? It's likely going to start impacting your decision-making abilities. You probably will start losing focus. Um, you may no longer be able to see opportunities that before you would have seen when you were all relaxed and confident. And uh, it may even potentially lead to poor choices that could have long-term negative consequences for your business because you're so darn tired and stressed out. <laughs> so if we think about the good stress versus the bad stress, you probably heard about this, that there's some good stress, some bad stress, um, some uh, stress that they consider more like challenge stress and more that are like hindrance uh, stress. Worry, absolutely, in my non-professional opinion, I'm not a psychologist, <laughs> but in my opinion, uh, worry does fall in the hindrance, hindrance stress category. Uh, it does not help us grow. And based on all the, re the, the research, I've read several articles, Let, let's not make it more than it is. <laughs> I've read a lot of articles uh, and, and they do talk about how hindrance, hindrance stress uh, prevents us from growing, prevents us from being very creative and has all kinds of other negative uh, side effects. And uh, it, it has a ne negative impact on us as a whole, as a human being. So now that you've taken a moment to really think about just how bad it is, what are you gonna do about it? Well, what we can do is recognize when it's happening and then act promptly. So some things are super obvious, right? Like my example there about being awake at 3 a.m. or dreaming about uh, solving impossible problems. Uh, just take a moment, like throughout, throughout the day, let's say you, you're feeling you're super stressed, you're starting to recognize, wait a minute, I don't know, my heart's racing, uh, I'm not breathing much, uh, my jaw's pretty tense, I'm starting to feel a little bit of pain in there. So pay attention to those things. And intentionally, and you, you can even like maybe set, set a, a, an alarm for it or something uh, on your phone, just so that at various times during the day, you can check in with yourself. Let's say you're going through this really, really stressful period. You know that you have to get through it, but how can you get through it by lessening the worry? Well, set alarms throughout the day, check in with yourself, goes off like, okay, what are my thoughts like? Are your thoughts extremely negative? Consider how, how, wh what thoughts you're having. Then check in with your emotions. How are you feeling? Is that heart racing, like I mentioned earlier? So have a look, check in with yourself. Then take a moment to 
pause and acknowledge, acknowledge that thought without judgment. That part is so important The ju- without judgment because, and again, I'm just talking for myself here, but what was hard for me was to stop judging it and adding labels to it. Those who know me very well, <laughs> I am an achiever. I'm not, I'm not a competitor, but I, I, only with myself, but I, I do like to achieve things. And if I don't meet that bar, I get frustrated. And that may mean that I will apply a label that really isn't fair to myself. And so it shows up in various ways. Various personality types have various labels. Uh, I was actually reading from a, a fellow entrepreneur. Now her thing was she tended to call herself lazy and recognize that, no, that's not what I am. It's just this particular thing that is showing up in this way. And now I add this label to it. And so take a moment when you start having those things, take a moment, pause, acknowledge the thoughts that are happening. Don't judge them. Just say, okay. So that's what I'm thinking right now. All right. And then practice being in the now. Now, this is something that's going to sound so silly, but it truly has made a world of difference for me. That famous 3 a.m. waking up thing. (laughs) When that happens, I actually tell myself, hey, it's 3 a.m. Do I need to solve this right now? Am I going to be reaching out to someone to solve this right now? at 3 a.m. No, of course not. (laughs) So I tell myself, no, 3 a.m. is when I rest. When I rest my mind, I rest my body, and I recharge. That's what I do at 3 a.m. And just kind of being a little bit firm with, with myself that way, like, huh, okay. And repeating it has helped. And so it was just shifting that narrative in my mind to, okay, I know uh, that brain, for some reason, you decided that now was the time to worry about this, but now it really is not the time to worry about this. And so that's kind of one, one thing that can help. Another thing that can be really helpful is when you start feeling yourself having that excessive worry. Try to shift your focus to something more positive or productive. And maybe that means you do a breathing exercise. Maybe you do a quick meditation. Maybe you walk around a little bit. Maybe you work on something else that also needs to be done, but it's not as quote unquote heavy. And I know for myself, I have, there's this 11 minute, piece of music that is a, that square breathing meditation. I don't know that that's really square breathing meditation. That's what I call it. Um, but it's, it's, it's where you kind of hold it for four, uh, breathe in for four, hold it for four, breathe out for four, hold it for four. And you're supposed to kind of imagine a square as you're doing it. Um, but I do it to this specific, it's, it's a meditation piece. And I, I do it specifically to that just focus on that. And it's 11 minutes. And before it's really silly before 
oh, oh, I don't know. I, I really should be solving this. But then I do that 11 minute thing, changes everything. And I know it sounds silly, especially when you're like, no, I have to solve this. I have to solve this. Taking a break like that really makes all the difference. And it's so much better for your body, so much better for your mind. So that is one thing that can help break that excessive worry. Another major thing that you could do to help kick that worry habit is uh, create a network. Especially for new leaders, being a new leader can be really lonely. And, and truth be told, even being an experienced leader can be lonely. <laughs> so, so create a network either way. But uh, especially, especially for new leaders, especially when you're very new at leadership and you don't have that confidence yet that, I don't want to say you know what you're doing, but once you've built up a, a bank of successes, there's a confidence that comes with it that, yeah, I'm going to fail now and then, but for the most part, I, I do okay. I do pretty well. When you're very, very new, you don't have that. And you may worry even more because you might be concerned that you have to prove yourself that you want to do well. So find that support system. Find trusted others who could be going through something similar. Maybe they're new leaders as well. Find people who will uplift you, who will offer positive encouragement. Like find your cheerleaders. Uh, it could be your friends. It could be family members. It could be mentors. Just having that support system can provide you with a sense of security and help you feel less alone when dealing with challenges. And again, I did focus on the new leaders, but really this applies to most leaders, but especially, especially for new leaders, because again, you, you just perhaps are less sure because you don't have extensive experience to rely on. You, you haven't been through several uh, challenging situations that have led to growth and lessons learned and all that stuff. And maybe your knowledge is still theoretical at this point. And theoretical knowledge is fantastic. And <laughs> practical knowledge will really make all the difference. And that's why, and I can tell you, worrying is not going to help at all for all the reasons I've cited. And so that's why it's important to develop coping mechanisms that will help squash that worry, lessen it drastically so that you can be more efficient and grow in a more positive way and have that ability to deal with things that are handed to you in a much more constructive way, something that is less destructive to you as a human being. So even though we have all these mechanisms and all these things, one of the most important things to keep in mind is failure will happen. I did a whole episode on teaching the team to fail and why failure will happen. It, it just does. And it's okay. And again, it comes with time, just with time, with having those successes behind you, recognizing those successes. When failure happens, it's not as devastating. But as a new leader, when a failure happens, you may 
be prompted to become a chronic worrier because you haven't quite learned how to deal with those or accept that it's going to happen and that maybe there is nothing you could do. You know, I, 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 again, I've mentioned this before, the importance of accepting that failure is inevitable. I want to clarify that it doesn't mean that we need to accelerate that failure. It doesn't mean that we need to barrel toward failure with glee, <laughs> but it is an important part of managing worry. So instead of worrying about the possibility of failure, know that setbacks will happen. Even when we make all the quote unquote right decisions, sometimes things are outside of our control and they make it impossible for us to have succeeded under those circumstances. And even if some things were within our control, then we just pick ourselves back up. We learn from it. We move on. Just take the time to think about what went wrong and what you can do differently in the future. And I do emphasize the word think, not beat yourself up. <laughs> so this attitude, this mindset can help you grow as a leader and make better decisions in the long, long, the long run. Just make sure to carve out time to look after yourself as a human being. Do things that bring you joy, that help you relax. And by reducing that worrying and instead focus on what you can control and act on, it will help you make better decisions it will help you be better equipped to handle the challenges of running a business. And it will help you thrive as a leader. I hope this episode helped generate ideas and potential solutions. If you know someone who could use this message today, please make sure to share it with them. And if you're feeling particularly generous, why not rate and review wherever applicable? I'd really appreciate that. So thank you for listening and let's all continue working on creating and leading successful people-centric organizations.